I ain't spoiling nothing. It's just like a little side quest. Uh, it's this one level where you gotta help this gay dude in his high school propose to his boyfriend, bro. I'm like, nah, no, I ain't no way these these parents finna go for this, bro. Yeah, they no, no, no. They... <laughs> That's crazy. That's so unnecessary, too. (laughs) That's that's an unnecessary plot line. (laughs) Gay side quest and shit, bro. (laughs) Come on. Y'all wild, bro. You You get inclusion points. <laughs> inclusion points. You get your inclusion your pride web and shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, a pride web would be great. That's, that's, you you try to a little bit more milky pride web. <laughs> this shit rainbow colored and tie dyed spider. Use the use the pride web on Venom. He cannot beat homosexuality. He's homophobic. This would do extra damage. <laughs> no inclusion. <laughs> Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Crazy. I, I swear to God, uh, I, I want to be somewhere one day where I hear somebody actually in person say it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Because I don't know how I respond to that. I feel like the what's the name be uh, <gasps> that one nigga be uh, saying that. What's my man? The preacher? <laughs> Straight preacher? Oh. <laughs> Is Don't he so Probably, I ain't. Okay. Nah, he, if he was dead, I, I would know about it. They would, they would put out some tweet about it. Uh-huh. Say it'd be broken up. Yeah. My son, he raps. Okay, he goes by the name of Tatiana <laughs> And I listen, and I'm like, son, why? Where are you doing this, man? I was listening to that. I, I, like, I was doing something. I don't know if I was doing work. Like, I was, I was like halfway paying attention. But when he said that, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> 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 what is we doing? Honestly, I think that he been wanting him to stop rapping, and that was <laughs> yeah. his attempt to stop. Because there's no way that you that you gonna use your platform to shout out your son's rapping, but you just shitting on him. <laughs> and and now everybody's going to be like, oh no, nah, fuck, he talking about. Son, nah, you grew I, up in a gated community. <laughs> what are you talking about? That other video that that nigga was fed up. The one where he was talking to that one little talk show host. The yeah. the, the hand motion he did when he said his name. He's like his name Tut Tarantino. Just doing his hands and shit. Tut Tarantino. Yo, his music's not bad though. I checked that shit out. <laughs> You're not really fucking with it. If he keep going. Like, uh, and people checking it out too because he got he got that shout out. You know, his dad might have been helping him the whole time. Tarantino, that's just sick. A son, he he, he raps. His his rap name is Tut Tarantino. If you ever listen to some of his raps, I'm like, oh my god. Where does this come from, son? <laughs> you grew up in a gated community your whole life, but he's rapping my life because we romanticize and fantasize about that old thug life, ghetto life, and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, rapping ghetto my life. life. <laughs> I mean, but like, what do you rap about? Like, if you Michael Irvin's son, like, if you want to be a rapper, what do you rap about? You rap about like J. Cole shit. I, I do I do feel like if you want to be a rapper and you like come from like a you don't come from the struggle, you can't really try to pop off until you like mid to late twenties. Why you say that? Because I think to some extent you still have to like experience certain things in life to rap about. To find your content as opposed to you start chasing after like the street shit. 
Okay. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, what if you just talking about what you see? Like, you're not experiencing, you're not living it, but you see the shit. Like, we didn't, I don't think any of us grew up in poverty, but mm-hmm. I saw poverty. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know if it's, it's a difference between, like, well, one, I don't, it's a difference between, I guess, the rapping about poverty and rapping like you were in poverty. Mm. Um, and two, if you weren't in the poverty, you don't have to try to make it sound like you were. Okay. And rapping about like street shit is different than rapping about poverty. Yeah, yeah. I checked out a couple of his videos. He was he was rapping like he was a uh, fucking Maxwell Cream or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got he got soda baby raps. You know what I mean? <laughs> yo yo yo! Welcome to the Brazy Bunch podcast. It's your boy Moose Mancino. We in the building. This episode two twenty three, and uh, man, we here, man. Uh, I'm. I'm, I think I said last week that I'm going to Atlanta, man. I've been fucking glazing in that RSVP emails to Megan Thee Stallion, bro. Because <laughs> you got to write an email to get to how, uh, Hottie Ween, Hottie Ween shit. Oh, and bro, bro, I've been dick riding her so <laughs> so oh, heavy in that fucking email, bro. Man, that, uh, is, that is crazy. <laughs> what hey, you right, bro, I love your music and your creative direction. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga said, I hate what Tori did to you. <laughs> bro, I'm insane. trying to get hey. in that so bad, bro. <laughs> you, all right, you're going to have to break down glazing. I didn't, this is like the second time I'd have heard it. You got to run, run down with what glazing is. It just means dick riding. Like, yeah. just saying some shit that's like, Dick riding somebody. Oh, see, we not we about to we not about to make dick riding sound cool. <laughs> yeah, dog. We, you gotta leave you gotta leave a sprinkle of shame in dick riding. You gotta let him know. Hey, this nigga glazing like it sound kind of fly. Nah, man, I've been dog. I wrote that letter the, the second she announced that shit. I was like, all right, let me write this. Uh, I actually used ChatGPT, but I just made it sound a little bit more fly. All right, I respect it. I respect. Yeah. That. Did you did you try to sound like a like a female fan, or you just wanted to let her know, like as a man, I still support. nah. I actually tried to put some sauce on it, like yo, uh, you know, I, we have a podcast, and you know, this is it'll be great for publicity and shit. Like I didn't say it to that, like exactly mm-hmm. like that, but we have a podcast, and we, you know, we we love you over there at the podcast. We want to check it out and see what's going on over there. That type of shit. <laughs> she gonna, I hope you, she gonna fuck around and listen. <laughs> what's this nigga? Uh, uh. <laughs> There's <laughs> a southern nigga on there, man. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, no, I'm trying to get up in there. That shit's set on Saturday, so that'd be perfect did, timing, bro. Did you sign an AKA Theo Snow since she go by Tina Snow? No, man. No, I didn't do that. Yeah. I was just like, yo, let me up in there, bro. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Can't complain. We got my nigga Don in the building. Yes, sir. It's your boy Doni, man. Oh, Halloween's coming up, man. Y'all got your costumes? I actually do. do you, you can't reveal it though. Oh, okay. Uh, did you okay? Surprise. Did you buy a costume or did you just like pull some shit out of the closet? It's two different things. No, I, I bought like elements to a costume. It wasn't that expensive. I think I spent like maybe forty five fifty somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You invested. Oh, because you gonna be OT. You gotta you gotta yeah. step proper. That's, yeah, that's, that makes and sense. And it's it's one when I get back to Houston too. So if I don't go to one in in Atlanta, I'm gonna go to the one in Houston out here on Tuesday. So. So, don't uh, don't you got an outfit? Nah, man. I I don't know, man. I think I'm just like over the Halloween shit, bro. How you over Halloween, bro? I'm just, I just 
I don't like I, I don't like dressing up, man. I'm be honest. It's just not. I don't. I don't think it's just fun for me. Like I, the I. I feel like the idea of it is more fun than actually putting that shit on and going outside with it. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just that one day you just get to be like kind of goofy and silly and shit and just like kind of hang out. That's why I feel. <sighs> My thing is, I don't know if I like having to spend on the outfit or the costume to only like wear it once. One time. And then it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, because the thing I got, you, <laughs> there's no way I'm wearing this more than once. <laughs> I look crazy. <laughs> so, no, I feel that. Yeah, I, but, uh, I I do like the parties. I feel like the parties are fun. You know what I'm saying? No, the parties definitely always crack. Uh, at what at what age do the parties stop becoming <laughs> fun? Like I feel like in like early like college, of course, it's, it's cracking. Early twenties, it's like it's kind of cracking. But at this point, it's like I don't know how many how many sexy referees are you really think you gonna see in one night? I feel like even like older people like dressing up though. Like you look at Magic Johnson, they be having their little theme nights and shit. Like you older people like. like I feel like this. And- I feel like this wealthy nigga shit though. Yeah. No. Ah, nah. Because like think about like eighty things parties, seventy things parties. Like I think older people just like everybody like dressing up and just getting out of regular mm-hmm. life for a day. Reliving yeah. the glory years. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I know my like my mom. She still be going to like Halloween parties and shit. I find that kind of weird, but <laughs> come on, man. I respect it. I guess. No, I, I, would, I would. I would. If you if you're not like a Halloweeny, then like I kind of understand. Like when you dressing up to do what? Like why you got this curly afro wig on? Yeah. Yeah, I heard uh B five got a concert out here. B five. B five on New Year's Eve. Who's who's showing up to that? It's on New Year's Eve? Yeah, it's at the compound. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. They're gonna perform all the five songs at the moment. <laughs> B five. So, I would yeah. I would pull up to hear them sing all I do though. Nah, That's a fire song. Cool. And then what's that one song they the first song they came out with? Uh Bow Wow. Hydraulics. Uh, oh, come on. That song was. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't no, want we're that. Not doing Hydraulics. Hit me in the club. Hydraulics. We're not doing that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that on the set list, man. I, I was I was God. <laughs> man. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> when you think about those 2000 songs, man, <laughs> niggas got corny as hell. Why, do, why are we making a song about hydraulics, bro? And making that the theme. He's trying to make it jump, bro. Pause. Uh, <laughs> well, we got my nigga C's in the building, man. Oh my god, yeah, that was crazy. Yo, what up, y'all, man? <laughs> See, we we clearly in a good mood, man. Two 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 twenty three. I'm mad we missed uh dropping in the two twenty two into the last pod, but you know we're gonna do better in the future. No, what we what we two twenty two? Yeah, what you talking about? Come on, man. You remember uh, when that nigga Ross talked about we in room 222? Oh, yeah. We got to take it back to that. Fire. Fire. (laughs) Hey, shout out to Ross, man. That nigga been running fucking victory laps on that nigga DJ Envy, bro. The Statue of Liberty is not for sale. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. That nigga. Well, we going to talk about that later, man. Um, How how everybody doing? I'm fine, man. Feeling decent. Hell, you know. I mean, good enough. Shit. I, I think that's all it is nowadays. Good enough. You know, I think at this point, everybody's just ready for the year to be over. Everybody's trying to get in coast mode at work. You need light responsibilities. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just so you can get into that holiday season. So everybody's on like that same accord. Like we all as a unit is not going to do shit and just taking it to, to 2024. That's, that's the type of time I'm on. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to coast like a silver surfer. You feel like everybody at your job is on that same like wave because it, it sucks when niggas not all on the same accord, bro. Like if some niggas is trying to work hard as hell and some niggas is trying to coast into the, the end of the year. Nah, I think it's definitely some people who are trying to put it's it's something because it, what you got to understand, man, there's some really some people who really love this shit. Yeah, and they'll die for this shit. They they really yeah they really they really try to stand on business when it comes to the shareholders, and I that's not that's not the ministry I abide by. Yeah, they just it's it's trying to balance them out, man. It gets stressful. They always want to throw in an extra meeting. They trying to push things forward a little more. Yeah, it's, it's madness. I was about to say, uh, just imagine somebody walking up to see him like, hey, you know I die about this shit, right? <laughs> Lay around. Whatever you won't do, I'll do it. I don't feel like you standing on business. business. <laughs> you ain't putting in no OT? Yeah. Shout out to my sister. It's her birthday, by the way. Happy so, birthday. So, uh... Uh, outside of that, man, everybody good. It seemed like everybody was kind of chilling this weekend. See, is you doing anything this weekend? Um, nah, I'm supposed to go see Victoria Monet tonight. But mm, you got your brown ready? Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing a brown now. I'm not doing a brown now. I'm not doing a brown now. You know how absurd that is? <laughs> You're not pulling up monochromatic, bro. Come on, that's man. sick. That's Don't sick. Ruin I'm, it. I'm, I'm interested though. Um, I don't know because I didn't love that album. No, I so I'm, I'm. I know everybody loves her as a performer, but I don't know, man. The music was kind of mid, so I'm, I'm hoping she integrates some of the old shit into or the last album into this set. But I think I checked out set list and it wasn't much of that. So we gonna see what the mm. vibes are. Okay, okay, shout out to Victoria Monet, big fan. Uh, yeah, that should be decent. I ain't do shit. Just playing Spider Man. I don't know if y'all heard that part in the beginning. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be in there, but that's all I was doing all weekend. Um, watching these games today. Uh, you know, how, I think the weeks fly by so better when football is in season. Because mm. when it's not, like, you don't have nothing to look forward to. Well, you have stuff to look forward to during the weekend, but, like, football is always something to look forward to on the weekend. Yeah. So it, it, it just helps the week fly by. For sure. And then we got NBA coming back this week. Yeah, Tuesday, man. How we how we feeling about the season, man? Hey, I'm re- hey man, I'm ready because that boy Victor. <laughs> hey man, I think he about Bruh. to shake this shit off. <laughs> I ain't Bruh. never seen no nigga like this in my life. Pause. <laughs> this yeah, is man. Nice. If if that nigga stay healthy, bro, it's it's over for the league. And I, I'm I'm normally the nigga that like bucks back against like the European like takeover but that nigga is different bro bro back against the European takeover oh uh, is, is, is it weird that he's getting so much I, I see this point out all the time like people try to say he's doing the same stuff that Bo Bo does get the fuck out I, I, what 
Brooks? My bottle good shit, man. Yo, I must have been missing the Bobo highlights. I ain't see him do half the shit that this nigga think is doing. Hell oh, no, man. man. <laughs> they talking about they watch they watch basketball for real. Bobo. That hey, nigga man, was nutmegging niggas, bro. Going down and dunking, oh, blocking nigga shots. Bro, this shit is ridiculous. Listen, man, he 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 looks like a again a, a generational player. You just gotta hope he stays healthy, but I mean, between him and Chet and we got some lanky niggas with some shank. I mean, that's that's what, like the KD effect? Yeah. yeah man. Mm-hmm. KD was the first nigga that, you know, was lanky like that, but can handle the ball, shoot it. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. Take you to the rim, play defense. Like KD the prototype, man. I really do I really do wonder, man, if if there were like why basketball previously wasn't able to be like future forward like this. Like, cause I'm sure there were players in the nineties who, who could have done this type of thing. But you know, back then it's like, if you big, you just go down to the block and put your hands up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They just getting you to guard Shaq and shit. So I'm <laughs> expecting you to have skill. <laughs> like, just, just guard Shaq, man. That's all we need you to do. Man. And it was breaking down in the nineties early, like fucking uh Manu Bowl and shit. Like I feel like he died at like fourteen, right? What? 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 Is he alive? <laughs> no, he's did dead. Say, did you say fourteen? But fourteen is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like he died, they, they at, died like hella early. He died at forty seven. <laughs> early. <laughs> whoa, whoa. But you also have to factor in he was apparently seven seven. That's what I'm saying. Like when you that tall, like you died like super early. God bless y'all, man. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still alive. Cause that one dude died too. Um, what's the, what's the seven seven? The other the white seven seven dude. George Mar- Mar- uh, Mar- yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That dude, he was a beast on uh, NBA courtside back in '96. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I feel like when God give you that high, he'd be like, yo, you here for a good time, not a long time, man. It is what it is. Yeah, unfortunately. Hey, RP to all them niggas, man. Uh, where we starting, man? I feel like, you know, I feel like we already kind of started on this, man. Let's let's give the update on, on DJ MVE. He had a busy week. Oh, my God, you cannot buy the Statue of Liberty. Oh, got- oh my God, it's called Debris. Somebody's going to jail! Oh my god, the real estate Rico. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga's having too much fun with this, man. Yo, shout out to Ross, man. But yeah, for those who don't know, DJ Envy, um, did we cover this before? We we covered it partially. There have been new developments in the um, DJ Envy and um, what is it, Cosplay Big Pun. Uh, Rico, real estate Rico, as what his business partner, quote unquote, what was his name Caesar or something Caesar. like that? Caesar yeah, Pena. Mm-hmm. Um, he was arrested this week and had arrested with a million dollar bond. Uh, of course, he bonded out. Um, apparently, or this week also, the Fed stormed into the iHeart Media building, took some equipment, some laptops, things like that. Um, Envy had to zoom in from home to work. And he he was he was dead set on making some type of statement against his lawyers and Charlemagne's goodwill, basically just saying he never stole money from anybody. So he going to jail. 
Man, I I refuse to believe that this nigga was in on the scheming, man. It just doesn't make sense. He, he, he doesn't need to, Envy doesn't need to scam someone. But also, I find it very hard to believe he knew nothing. Why do you feel, uh, why do you feel like Envy doesn't need to scam anybody? What type of money you think Envy making? Well, okay, all right. He's. A, I, I understand the you know working at a radio station is not you, you're not killing it. But well, he, he also, got a car show. But he but, but he also DJs, and you got to remember he got that large settlement from uh, was it Hot ninety seven? It was one of those. He got that large settlement from when Star uh, was talking that shit about his daughter. That really, I think that really set him up. <laughs> Never that settlement back. He did. He, he, he hey, 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 what, ain't, hey, free money hit different. Yeah, he, hey, can, he, yo, he got some cash from that. I just don't see the the reason to do it. He has, I feel like he has so many different ways to make money that you don't need to steal from others. I don't know shit about this uh, Caesar dude though. All right, I'll I'll let DJ Envy explain it for the view for the listeners, so we we know his point of view of how this all went down. And I met Caesar. Met Caesar. Caesar is flipping NJ is uh, my partner in right. New Jersey. He owns over sixteen hundred units in New Jersey and all throughout the country. Caesar and was in prison before. Caesar was in prison. Caesar wow. was locked up, and he learned how to do real estate in prison. <laughs> in prison. Wow. 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 So with Caesar, he taught me how to do it the right way. He taught me, you know, why he was like his first thing is why are you using your money. That's what you mean. He said, what? you don't use your money. You use other people's money to get these deals. Uh, it started teaching me the game of how to do it without using and using minimal money. So, DJ uh, mm. Envy, what lawyer do you have, bro? <laughs> you know, you know the, the best part of that video was he was like, oh, you know, once, once I started getting to the business, I called three people. My Desert, my desert Storm family. My desert I called Clue. Family. I called Clue. I called Fab. I called Joe Button. I said, hey, guys, I'm doing this real estate business. Y'all should put in a little bit of money, see what happens, you know, invest. He said, Joe Button said, told me, this is a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and I'm going to jail. <laughs> Yo, hey, man, this from from listening to the details, they fucked up, bro. They fucked up. Like, it seems like they in they in the whole like upwards to 40 to 80 million dollars with the investors bro because they take in 300 400 thousand dollars from people in cash allegedly mm-hmm. and telling them hey we'll get you a 30 percent roi on the money you give us people. and they were talking like in 90 days <laughs> people yeah. If anyone promises you that type of return, run away. <laughs> run away. You cannot promise that. I'm sorry. No one can promise you that type of return. No one should be able to promise you any type of return, to be honest with you. They Why are you 30 to, 30 to 50% in 90 days? Come on, dog. What are y'all? Uh, it, it, it's predatory, but man, y'all, y'all, y'all got to have better judgment, dog. What are, what are we doing? You just giving away you you giving somebody cash and and fully believing they're gonna give you a return a promised return in a month. Yeah, I I feel conflicted because yes, I do believe it's predatory, but 
if you have three hundred thousand dollars to give somebody cash, it's a little bit different than. And I'm not I'm not absolving uh, envy and uh, Caesar, uh, but I'm just saying if you have three hundred thousand dollars in cash to give somebody, and you don't have the time or the knowledge to be like, yo, I need to get my lawyer involved, then that's on you, bro. I'm sorry, you just got well, messed. Some of these people probably didn't even have these type of lawyers to get involved. They were probably just really just going into like their savings and like I, I think I saw like a news report that some guy turned over like a hundred thousand because he thought he was gonna get that thirty to fifty percent back and he's Man. now hurting because from it. Some people are really just looking for the quick flip. Yeah, let's let's be real. Now I, I feel like there's certain situations where it was probably some people that maybe because you could get money. In different ways, like you could inherit it or maybe you, you got some money off some life insurance from somebody that passed. But from what I'm thinking, I'd say most of the people that lost their money, they weren't getting this money in a legal legal way. Mm-hmm. That's what my thinking is, because there's no way that someone has a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars in cash and does not have just the the thinking to be like, wait, something's up with this. Why am I yeah. giving him this in cash? They said he didn't even count the shit. <laughs> like, you know, are, y'all, I, are y'all kidding me? <laughs> did, did y'all hear about the thing where he said he owed somebody some money and the season dude was like, just hold my hold my chain? <laughs> hold hold on to my chain until I get it back to you. Like, That's let, not real, bro. Like, that was no. That, they said that happened. Yeah, let's be honest. Most of these dudes, they was, they had this dude wash their money for them. They needed it to be filtered in some way. They lost it, and now you know it is what it is. Well, apparently but, he was selling homes he didn't actually own, or was getting money for investment properties of the properties he did not own in any capacity. I can hundred percent believe that. That's crazy. Yeah. My thing is if he getting a he getting illegal money and washing illegal money, if people are giving you illegal money and they in that life, you don't play around with those niggas' money. So mm. unless he getting PPP loan money that they needed to wash but even I don't know how they can watch PPP money because it's still a paper trail there. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would go for the he getting drug money and stuff like that mm-hmm. and washing the drug money because they'll kill that nigga. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not drug. It could, it could be, you know, there's a lot of ways to get, you know, money illegally. But I just, I just it doesn't make sense to me. It, I it, feel like it's it clearly. I think it kind of makes more sense if you look at the dude who ran it and then you look at Envy. Like, look how easy it was for Envy to be duped by this doofus who learned real estate in jail. Mm, True. And I I guess if you put it in a situation where like, all right, we got, we have this known figurehead behind this business. It's just like the same shit with the crypto, right? Um, what was it FTX or whatever it was? They got Tom Brady. They got they got Steph Curry. They had them as endorsers, and they still went bankrupt. And now they got sued. Like it's easy if you put um someone of was of some influence and someone who I guess because I think Envy at that point I don't know if this was what got him into the real estate business or he had been into the real estate business before. But I think if you get put people with some type of notoriety, some name, some somewhat of a solid reputation, it's easier to sway people's 
perceptions or um, understanding of what this situation could be and how it could be beneficial for them. Yeah. No, I, I definitely understand that. I'm not absolving envy of this shit though, too. Like if I how do you how do you pitch that, bro? Like somebody asked me, like, okay, who's this dude that you're working with? I was like, This is nigga Caesar. He was in jail. He learned real estate in jail. Like, that's the end of the conversation right there, bro. Like, I'm not I'm not giving to <laughs> I'm not giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to a nigga that learned real estate in jail. And he no. might be cold. He might yeah. be cold with it. But no, that's no, that's that's not that's not for me. So so, so you're not. I feel like that's tough. I understand what you're saying. If I came to you and was like, "Yo, I, my nigga, uh, my nigga Jerome over here, uh, you know, he he been flipping houses and shit. He learned. Why got be Jerome? Pen. <laughs> All right, Saint, my nigga. Saint Jerome. Saint Jerome. <laughs> I don't know my nigga Dion. I don't, okay. Whatever name you want to give him, Jerry. My nigga Jerry. Mm-hmm. He, he learned how to flip houses in uh, Statesville, and you know he out here getting money. Yeah. Uh, you want to you want in on this? All you got to do is give me hundreds of thousand dollars, and oh. you know you can get in on this. Okay. So you see, that's where I mean, because I don't want to just say it's not possible for someone to learn how to invest in real estate in prison. I feel like that's possible. It's just, it's the details, bro. It's the details. Once you start talking to him and he lays out the plan, you can clearly see this is some bullshit. I, I just, I, I can't, I just can't understand that. I can't understand. Well, I think you have to also consider what room are you speaking these things in? The room that you're, you're, you're communicating your information, your knowledge is important. Because we just heard he was in that room and talking about, yeah, this my partner Caesar, he learned it in jail. He said, you know, you're not supposed to use your own money, you're supposed to take the people's money. And Mayno, when they were like, hmm, you know, you know the hmm, oh, that's deep. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds fly. Let him say it in a room with somebody who has some type of real estate or business knowledge. They might have flagged and be like, what are you talking about? Or don't do this. This doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? But I feel like envy, envy 100% fits the demographic of a person who would get caught up in this, intentional or not. He's that type of, envy is that type of ego-driven person, as we've seen numerous times, to let that get the best of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. and it, it just don't look good, bro. Like they, it was the rumors floating around that they raided the offices. I've seen it refuted. I think Envy's lawyer refuted that the the feds raided the office and took some electric equipment. Um, so I don't. That doesn't appear to be true. But it's kind of weird that like uh, Breakfast Club went in and wiped the videos of all like the Caesar and Envy videos off the the platform. And then uh, allegedly. DJ Envy's wife went through her Instagram and deleted all the photos of like the designer bags and the trips and shit like that. Um, and then like you see said, um, Envy was working from home the next day. So I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm never going to wish somebody goes to jail. That's that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> in this situation, I feel like it's different. Okay, come on, bro. I'm going to be real. I feel like it's a little bit different. In uh, and it's weird. It's not weird. It's actually, it's not weird. I feel like the reason that the public has had this type of energy toward DJ Envy is because of DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. DJ Envy has been like this super sassy, ego-driven, petty-ass 
nigga on the radio for how long? Based from the Erica Mena shit where he was up there crying, talking about she was a bird. I didn't have to feed her. And and trying to do that with his wife. Then he always wants to flaunt around his cars. He does 25 days of Christmas every year. Like he has to, he has like, I'm I'm capable of scamming because I'm living above my means, oozing off of him in every capacity. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Damn, you just read this nigga, bro. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> nigga said privilege was oozing off <laughs> Living above my like, means. Like yeah. he's he, ready, bro. Just I'm just saying, man, the way the way DJ Envy has carried himself for so many years over so much time, he has never I, I carried himself in a way as somebody who you can root for. He's always been an asshole. He's always been a douchebag. He's always just been light-skinned and sensitive about regular shit. The Jesus Romero shit, he never wants to have regular conversations. He waits. Even the Tyrese shit. Like, he does weird things all the time. So I can't... I feel like if somebody is known to move like that, it's not hard to believe like they would, even if it was accidentally, get pulled into some bullshit for, for scamming um in a real estate Rico because he had been talking about this real estate shit for so long he was so proud of it like he had been boasting about it and he had dude come up there plenty of times so he clearly felt like he was in the right he just he DJ Envy is the type of nigga who wants to be Dame Dash he wants to be a mogul and you just need to spin records damn (laughs) holy shit yeah it's it's about to get scary man do y'all think he keeps his job no there's nah, no they way. Can't. Yeah. You know, first of all, iHeart is gonna get sued to hell for having them on their platform because mm-hmm. they they technically part of the promotion of the of the real estate shit. So mm-hmm. they gonna get brought. They're gonna get brought into the the uh, suit. So the, I think iHeart's hands are tied. Like they can't keep a nigga around that, that was that reckless mm-hmm. with, uh, providing a platform to a scammer. It's a wrap. Damn. Everybody call your friends and let them know what's going on right now. And don't put no little girls around them, insistence. Just don't do it. And don't sell no fake houses. <laughs> don't sell no fake deeds. Uh-uh. Don't do that. We not doing uh-uh. that. We not doing that. We not taking advantage of the old Rose people. Day. We refuse to do it. We can't do it. The Brooklyn Bridge is not for sale. Oh. The Statue of Liberty is not for sale. Yes, New York City. Stop selling bodegas in Jersey. Oh my God! They just sold a beach. <laughs> Shit, man. Shut up, Ross, man. Yo, that dude flex flex in the background. <laughs> oh, Rose. <laughs> no, Flex been waiting for this. They, he's been waiting for the beef to pop back up between uh, Hot and uh, Power, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts on this uh, DJ Envy, man? Any prayers you want to give up? Because that nigga do got kids, man. I don't want no nigga going to each other. <laughs> I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, I know you got kids, and I understand that. And I, I feel terrible for them, but it's di- it's a difference between like I feel bad for the kids because like they're they're in a fucked up situation, or you were just being greedy. Like you kind of did it to your kids. DJ Envy just always been like a like a like a fraudulent, flashy ass nigga. He just never really seemed like he was who he was. He seemed like he was trying to be somebody who he wasn't. Yeah. And now there's rumors going around that this is what uh why Angela Yee left. I saw some rumors 
saying that uh, it fragmented their relationship because she invested with him, too. And I can see it. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, it says, uh, I was told that Angela Yee invested some money with DJ Envy mm. on the real estate, and she didn't see the kind of ROI that was expected. And that's partially the reason why she parted ways with the Breakfast Club, because their relationship was very rocky after that. So. Okay. See, I've I, I seen some things about maybe she knew, but I just assumed that there's no way she knew this was coming. But I guess if she invested in some capacity, then yeah. If you don't get the ROI that he was talking about, you're not going to really want to rock with him. I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Praise, man. That's, that's, that's all we can do, man. Pray. That's a, a prayer. Man, stop, I, selling the, stop selling beaches, Steve. <laughs> uh, where we at next, man? Uh, does Trey Songs need to be put down like a pit bull? Like a wild pit bull? <sighs> Who? Tra- Did you say Trey Songs? Trey Songs. Damn. He was uh, sued uh, again this week for alleged sexual assault. Where women said that they came over to his house, um, he took their phones, um, and he ended up giving them some like brandless liquor or liquor with like without caps or something like that. And they woke up and he was like biting their nipples and doing like some other shit. So sicko, allegedly. And by the way, this is this is alleged, but trade. It's it's too many at this point, bro. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's disappointing. I I don't even know if it's disappointing anymore. It's just it almost makes you feel bad for having, you know, rock with him and his music for so long. If we're going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, because there was a point where you would be like this. This nigga got hits like this nigga got classics. And now it's like. If somebody had to be. And I know it's more jokingly, but somebody's like, oh, who's harder for you to listen to? Trey Songs or R. Kelly? You gonna pause for a little bit, like, I, I don't know. That, but that's the fact real, because that I don't even know, bro. I don't know who f- I would say. And the fact that he's even in that realm of a conversation is disappointing. Uh, and I was a stark, like, Trey Songs, like, hey, he be niggas in the verses. Like, I've done that multiple times, and now I just feel, like, horrible that I just feel a little nasty on that stuff. Oh, damn. Yeah. Should have went with Usher. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been on the Usher team, man. <laughs> My way went crazy. <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, we just might well, need to get this nigga Trey out of here. Does this in some capacity, and again, I don't know, does this in some capacity speak on or shed a light on maybe what needs to be done when it comes to um, I don't even know the best way to put it. Music culture, groupie culture, um, entourage culture in, in some capacity. What you mean? Like, I mean, I guess it feels like uh, we, we often hear about a lot of stories where it's like, okay, there's like a house party or something like that. They're taking away people's phones. It is what it is. And like somehow, some way, like sexual assault happens in the vicinity of the party, at the party, whatever. It's easy to, I guess, assume, at least from the outside, that like a lot of this is from the artist, from the entourage, feeling like they are, I guess, somewhat above rules, regulations, and are somewhat entitled to um, things or activities just because of who they are and who their name is in the moment, regardless of what I guess kind of like what kind of people they are. Mm 
and the attention for attention that celebrities get and the attempt of fame that I guess fans may get and when willing to where they somehow end up in compromised situations. Like, does there need to be a bigger spotlight on, I guess, technically hip hop, R&B culture and kind of like what goes on at these type of events, parties, whatever it is, or how these celebrities are kind of looked at? Um. Well, I, I definitely think we need to take a look at the culture. That's that's number one. But I think this is just an intrinsic type thing, man. Trey Songz can get any woman he wants, bro. Like we could just be real about it, bro. Uh, the fact that he has to do well, he's done this allegedly, is purely a him thing. Like where he he feels like he needs the power. It's like a power dynamic type thing, and it's enabled by the success and fame and all that shit, of course. But I think this is a thing that anybody that uh, perpetrates this type of stuff um, needs to look within themselves and fix something within themselves. It's not a culture thing. It's a it's a you thing. It's a him thing. So, yeah, um, like, God forbid we don't see Usher doing this shit and Usher can do the same thing Trey Songz can be doing. But it's that's just not Usher from what yeah. we know. And also, I kind of in what you were saying with like the uncap liquor, it was like, I guess for the reason I asked, because they were like, yeah, his entourage friends were there, like pressuring the women to drinking a little bit more, um, especially from these uncapped bottles or whatever it is. And I don't I don't want to sound weird or creepy when saying it, but I mean, I guess that definitely sounds like a like a situation. I feel like we've all been in. Let me be careful here. We've yeah, all been we, we've, we've all, <laughs> we, we've all been at a part. We've all been at a um, a college party, you know, a, a young a young adult party type of thing where you do have people, guys, whatever, pressuring people into drinking, specifically women. Yeah. So uh, it's not that difficult to foresee a dynamic when it's like you got invited to this Trey Song's house party and now his entourage, his friends or whatever are pressuring you into drinking and you feel like you have to drink because the nigga with the status, the people with him are telling you to drink where even we've been in situations where you could be a, I don't know, you could be a light status on a college campus and you start pressuring people into drinking and people kind of succumb to that pressure. Not saying it's, it's the right thing to do, but we've, we've all kind of seen that in some instances and, I guess it's like an unfortunate thing where, you know, the person, the power, you, you all have to lean on the person in power to make the right decisions and then set the right examples. Because without that, you're bound to have some type of chaos or incidents occur unless somebody kind of steps up and, and bucks back at what's going on. Yeah, I think it's a great area with our drinking culture. Like it's like how you were explaining, like in college and stuff like that, and how people are pressured to drink. I think then it becomes like a gray area between are you, uh, you know, are you in, encouraging people to drink because you want to take advantage on, of them on some predator shit? Or do you just want everybody to loosen up and have a good time? And there sometimes in that gray area gets lost. Like what what's the motivation? What's the what, what are you trying to do here? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just something we have to fix within our drinking culture. Uh, that's really. I mean, you can't really explain it. Like, it's it's hard to go to somebody and be like, "Oh, he wanted to take advantage of her." 
or oh he just wanted everybody to loosen up and have a good time so it's you can't really answer because you don't know the only person that knows what they were trying to do is that person yeah, you got you got to look out for them shot o'clock niggas. If a nigga yelling shot o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> he might have some ill intentions, man. He's gonna be yelling hey. every, every shot o'clock niggas is the demons, bro. Hey. Shot o'clock. The the real the real person you really got to keep an eye on is hey you got to catch up. The, the, the catch up person too. Yeah. The catch up the catch up person might be the real demon because yeah. you just going in you going in blank and they talk hey, about hey we are, I've been a catch up nigga a few times. Bro. So you catch be, up. Hey we we four shots in you got to hurry up. It was like yo you don't know if they lying or not. We just like oh shit. <laughs> Mm. Or the babysitting nigga. Y'all niggas babysitting, man. <laughs> what y'all doing? <laughs> oh, no, nah, I feel that, man. Uh, Trey, yeah, yeah I, I'm off Trey, bro. Boss. Mm-hmm. That nigga out here wilding a little too heavy. Uh, did y'all tune into that funny Marco interview, man? Uh, Southside and Gierbo facing a lot of backlash for that interview, man. Anybody check it out? I saw, I saw clips. I, I, I saw the clips. And when I watched the clips, it made me not want to watch the full thing. Um, watch that. I I didn't I didn't like how they was. I didn't like how they was acting. That, that's just kind of annoying. Where you got like that one nigga that's like crazy drunk, and then you got like the one nigga that's trying to do, uh, trying to conduct something, like trying to be professional, and then you got the mm-hmm. other nigga that's just dick riding on the side. I don't I don't like seeing all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to watch a whole interview with that. And that what came across when I was watching those clips. Yeah, I I, I usually don't watch the funny Marco full interviews. I'll, I'll I'll fuck with the clips, but I don't watch the full thing. Um, kind of at his point, I didn't really want to go back and try to watch the whole thing after seeing. I mean, usually they are. I don't want to say they're unorganized. They they just they're just random. But this one wasn't like, oh, I need to go see what they talking about because it didn't even seem like they was talking about anything. Yeah, for the people that don't know, the people that are listening, uh, Funny Marco is a, like a kind of a YouTube, TikTok, internet uh, comedian. He, he does has like the Bobby Altoff style interviews, but he did it first. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he'll do the deadpan interviews where it's just like, I don't know how, really how to describe it, where it's like being sarcastic, a lot of sarcasm and a lot of like lack of energy to kind of expose like what you're saying and stuff like that. So he did an interview with Southside, who's a producer, and G Herbo, who, who everybody knows is a rapper from Chicago. Uh, it just seemed like they were both drunk and G Herbo a little bit more than Southside. And they were treating him kind of disrespectfully, like throwing cups at him, calling him all types of bitches. Um, they it was said that they broke his like thirty thousand dollar washer in the interview. Um, and like a lot of viewers made note of it, like, damn, I didn't really like how they was treating uh funny Marco. I thought that was lame, and people were saying like that was disrespectful, they lost respect for them too. Um then Funny Marco came out with a comment because everybody was wondering, like, how does Funny Marco feel about it? Like, was he upset about it? He came out with a comment saying, yeah, I, I mean, I put it out just because I know the viewers want to see it. But, yeah, they was calling me all kind of bitches and disrespecting me. I didn't I didn't really like that. Um, so that's where we are now. Southside and uh, Herbo responded pretty much saying he was soft and he's pussy. Don't bring me around pussy niggas that uh, act like that and want to be scary and shit like that. So. Um, I don't know. What did y'all what do y'all feel about the responses to the interview? Do y'all feel like they should have handled it a different way? 
I mean, to be honest, they handled the situation the way I would have expected them to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't really surprising to me. Um, I mean, of course, they. I, I did see a clip where, you know, G Herbo was like, yeah, I fuck with you. Ooh, you funny as hell. All that other type of shit. Um, I don't know if that was before everything happened, after everything happened, regardless, but I don't know. It, it was certain points where it's like, I, there, you do have certain points where it was like, is this humor or are they just like, oh, some weird tag team shit? Um, I mean, I guess that's, that's the, the risk that you take when you invite different guests onto your, your platform to use. You're not always going to get a hit or it's not going to go as smooth as you want it to be. Um, but yeah, their responses weren't anything that I, I didn't accept them to come back and take, you know, acceptance or any type of accountability for what happened. Yeah, it I mean, we all have been in a situation where you just invite the wrong type of niggas around and you just like, ah, I can't wait for these niggas to leave type shit. Mm. <laughs> so it's just like you you got to watch who you bring on your platforms and shit like that. Like, I understand they famous or whatever, but every nigga can't be in every. But it's just crazy because I feel like G Herbo has been in situations like that. He's been in interviews and shit like that. He don't act like that. Yeah, it, that's why I feel like some of it is personal. I could be wrong, but I know Marco has a good relationship with uh, SBM. So, yeah. yeah. I, 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 she was on her and Carisha was on there too. So maybe that has something to do with it, but... Yeah, it just to me it seemed personal because I've never seen him. Like you said, I've never seen him act like that. And like some of this shit was just unnecessary. Like throwing a cup at me and all this. Like, all right, bro. Like, what what are we really doing? I mean, and he does. I I don't know. Maybe he doesn't need those type of artists on there because the 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 funny Marco Queen Naja interview. The clips also were kind of funny when he asked her, "How do you feel about being called the female Ja Rule?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I don't feel too bad for Marco because he be doing that same shit. Like people were acting like he just like this lost puppy or some shit, and he was just getting like yes, they were mistreating him, but he be doing the same shit, bro. Like he be blowing like uh, industrial blowers on niggas in in Walmart, and like he was talking to what's name all shaky y'all crazy. Like he does this shit too. Like so, mm-hmm. I don't feel too bad for him, but yeah, they shouldn't have been doing that though. <laughs> that was no okay. wild. Especially if they really broke his thirty thousand dollar watch. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm invoicing them niggas. <laughs> but I mean, he getting hits off this shit. This shit like three million views, I think four million views somewhere around there. So it worked out. <laughs> and it's also weird because you don't know if it's really real or not. To be honest, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I know we talked about the NFL fights recently. We we was like, it got to be a solution. Um. Uh, for the like why does it keep happening and I asked like do y'all feel like it's happening more and more I think y'all said that no it's always been NFL fights but I think that people are realizing like this is going on a little bit more than usual so I know uh, it was a podcast that had Chris Long a former NFL player on it and he had this solution for the NFL fights We got to put a cage in the stadiums where we get these fucking fans in there and they fight a fair one. There's no higher ground. There's no grabbing onto each other's Dak Prescott jerseys. There's no any of it. It's mano y mano or woman on woman. And we find out who wants it more. People can bet on these matches. You know, like if I'm in the stands and I'm sweating a total, I might stay in my seat in the event of a blowout. A lot of these games, there's nothing going on in the field late in the game. Let's head to the cages. Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels. Now here's a guy who can't fight drunk. Tony Romo's all excited. He's like, ah, we're going to the cage, Jim. 
what do y'all think about that solution for uh, NFL fights, man? These niggas is wild. As much as I would love to see that, that is, that is insane. <laughs> niggas, get the NFL fight parlay real quick. <laughs> hey, y'all mind if I head down to the cages? <laughs> yeah, she's been talking to me crazy all night. We, we better hit the cages, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but do y'all really feel like it's a solution, man? Because, I mean, it's this shit is getting crazy. Like, somebody was killed a couple weeks back. Like, it's happening more and more. Like, I saw, like, five fights at that uh, Chargers-Cowboys game. Like, Did y'all see that fight at the Bears game? Mm-mm. Yeah, I saw that one, too. Hey, some dude got slept. <laughs> bro. Slept. Niggas be having a different type of energy at, at football games, bro. That's like, that football energy is different, dog. But, like, how do you control the love? How do you control the passion for this shit, man? <laughs> Niggas be loving football too much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. How, I, I don't think there's any solution for real. Do y'all yeah. feel like the sport brings something out within people? Because, like, football to me hurts me. Like, when the Bears are terrible and lose, it hurts me way more than when the when the Bulls or the Cubs lose. Yeah, because it's one game, bro. It's like you get one game a week. So you yeah, put you putting all your work frustration, all your life frustration <laughs> into this one game on Sunday. <laughs> so when shit go left, you like, damn, bro. Nobody talks to me wrong. Uh, oh, I, honestly, oh, I, I don't I don't think there's a solution to this because the fights just kind of start like in the spur of a moment. If anything, the NFL would need to pay to have like damn some type of um Refere- some type of like referees just on duty, like walking around the stadium just to like, if they see any like a kerfuffle, they can just kind of like stop like and like actually officiate to prevent things from escalating too badly. But I think they start so quickly because I mean, also because people have been drinking and that's usually what it is. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Unless they want to do like uh, soccer stadiums and do like if you're a fan of this team, you should stay on this side. If you're a fan of this team, team you have to stay on this side type of thing. Mm, honestly, that might work. It would suck, but that might work. But the only yeah. reason I'll say it probably wouldn't is I think people do buy tickets to games that like, I don't know, like a Chargers game or something like that. Um People just go just to go because they live in L.A. maybe or they're more of a Raiders fan and the Raiders are playing in L.A. Like it's you're going to be at a disadvantage in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if there's a way to beat it. Yeah. And we have to look at the the cause of most of these fights. Like if you if you look at the cause of most of these fights, so somebody like standing up. I saw one was because somebody rushed into the bathroom before them. Like some of these like separating them by the team, they don't fix. It's just asshole niggas being assholes. So, yeah, but you 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 probably less inclined to fight somebody in a Raiders jersey if you in a Raiders jersey just because they cut you in line, and they're more maybe they're more less likely to cut you in line if we they know you on the same team. You know, people take that. Listen, fandom is weird. Like once people become fans, it's just like a, I don't know. It's like a it's like a mental thing. Yeah, they really yeah. ready to die about that shit. I, I was gonna say, do you guys think tailgating culture plays a, a part in it? Because how much liquor you drink? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like football is really like. I mean, I'm pretty sure people tailgate for all types of things, but football, they like that's the thing. 
You know what I'm saying? It's all about the tailgate. So people was getting hammered hours before the game, walking <laughs> up in that bitch, still drinking. Like, I, I'm not saying get rid of tailgating, but limiting it might help as well. But I don't know. I, I feel like I've been drunk plenty of places and I've never felt the urge to fight niggas, bro. Yeah, I feel like it's also an individual thing. Like, the people that are fighting are the people that do this. Yeah. <laughs> they get drunk and they fight motherfuckers. Also, it doesn't take much. I feel like if you have those, like, especially in a stadium, you have tense situations. And I mean, if you're at a game, you're probably there with somebody you know. And if you're against somebody, you're probably against the person who was there with other people that they know. Once you start adding in those, I guess you start with two people, but it's a lot more people included into that, depending on who you arrive with. They're not going to let their friend get jumped. And this other this other group isn't going to let their friend get jumped. So now you have like a brawl. Something that started off as like a one on one turns into a brawl. Mm. It's easy. It's so easy to get out of hand. Yeah, no, that's that's real. Um, I just don't, I just don't like seeing it. Like you got to think about it. it's hella kids there, kids that watch the game. It might be their first game. They just see somebody getting snuck. Like I don't know if the the listeners heard it, but we see through on the video of the Bears game. Nigga got snuck and he was face down, ass up on the concrete in Soldier Field, bro. I don't want to have my kids see that <laughs> in their first game in Soldier Field, dog. Oh man, yeah. Shit's crazy so, out there. I don't know, man. So to some happier news for the NFL, uh, they're introducing flag football in the 2028 Olympics. Um, it, do any other country have a chance against the United States? <laughs> Somebody pointed out Jamaica might have have might have some smoke. Tyreek Hill versus Livingston. Like, no, he gets smoked. Uh, hey, hey, man. Okay. Hey, come on. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, say they try to, um, you saying both. No. Can he bro. catch? Ro- All he got to do is catch. You know, he's, we, we know he, fa- you, because I mean, it's different with flag. Flag isn't all about, you don't need the physicality. You just need to be able to be. Kind of. They just need somebody to throw the ball. You just need to be fast. Nah, bro. They don't have a chance, bro. Rohan, I'm sorry, Rohan Livingston. All y'all niggas, y'all don't have a chance, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Ziggy, all y'all niggas, y'all don't have a chance. (laughs) Who's y'all? Who's who's a uh, five for the for us, man? For the United States. Who we getting out there? See, I was honestly, I was, I was surprised that the NFL was willing to let like active players go and play. Players, yeah, yeah, they gonna, they gonna, whenever the negotiations are in next, they gonna try to sprinkle that in there just to cover it. But I mean, ideally, you would probably say what? Pat Mahomes get out there, Tyreek, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Uh, Jay Jettis, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Nigga, it ain't no way. <laughs> bro, yeah. we, we, we whooping shit, bro. Belts to asses, bro. Yeah, it's, it's it's unfortunate because it's we're just so far ahead in the sport also. I don't I just I don't understand how this got approved. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, I need to look up the details. How many is it on the on the field? It's like six on six or something? I'm assuming I do probably do seven on seven. Oh, seven on seven? seven I thought seven. it was five on five. I, I I don't know, but um, I'm assuming they probably would. Oh, okay. Um, mm. Yeah, so that should be interesting. I might have to pull up to LA, man. That shit might be all right. 
Uh, also, one more thing before we move off the NFL topic. I don't know if y'all have noticed this. I was watching a Baltimore Ravens video the other day. Um, they do like the little um, hard knocks, like, like mini series hard knocks week to week. Um, and they had one when they was over in London and they had like this event with their wives and stuff like that. And I looked around the room and a good 80, 90 percent of their wives is white, bro. Is this just like an NFL thing that because you got to think NFL is what, 60 percent black, 70 percent black, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Is this just a NFL thing or is this just an athlete thing? <clears throat> I feel like this is a dangerous conversation. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of factors that <laughs> go into it, man. Um, it's probably an athlete thing, maybe. I see it more in the NFL, though, and that's why I brought like that. I wouldn't even wrote it down if. If I didn't well, feel like it's, this. Uh, and it's not an issue. You marry who you marry, but I just want to ask. Uh, what makes you feel like it's more of an NBA or NFL thing? I mean, because I feel like we see it in the NFL also or in the NBA. We do see it in the NBA. I mean, you got to look Julius Randle and I'm not trying to shit on these things. I'm just calling out Julius Randle. Julius Randle. But I mean, if you look at the superstars in the NBA, you got <laughs> was LeBron, crazy. got a black one. <laughs> Yeah, LeBron got a black wife. Steph got a black wife. Uh, who else is a NBA? Even Dirk. My nigga Dirk pulling up with a black wife. So, uh, but it just seems way more prevalent in the NFL than the NBA. And I'm uh, wondering, is this a culture difference or what is it? Do, do you think it's maybe the um, the need for... NFL players like they they usually go to PWIs and and maybe it's just the people that they're around they kind of gravitate to that and then they kind of stick with them you know once point. they get to the league yeah they also you spend, more, spend time. more time in college oh, too yeah about yeah. say that too um yeah I mean that that could be part of it I don't I don't know it, it's I feel like it's also easy. Uh, it's also, I guess, maybe easier to not get caught in that in the NBA because you can, like, you're able to be seen. Like, like mm. this is going to sound crazy. The, the baddies can see your face, so they know who you are. So if you go mm. out, like, you can be easily identified or recognized by whatever little IG baddies is out there occurring and popping at that time. Where if you're like an NFL player, you might not have that same luxury because you have on a helmet and then especially don't you throw in like a dark visor. They, nobody knows what you really look like unless you're really like a fan of the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, even that college perspective is, I, I guess that would make the most sense of you're there the most amount of time. And if, especially if I don't want to call them, they're being thirsty or groupies in college, but you might like lean in more there. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I think it's just love white women. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was just asking because I that that like picture was like that, not picture, but that video. I was like, it's like two black women in this in this uh like they had a little tea party type thing for the wives and girlfriends and shit, and it was like two black women and they both like light skinned black women. And I'm like, all right, does the NFL have like a problem? Like, what, what's going on here? So, yeah. how many how many women would you have guessed were in the room? Uh, about 40, maybe 45, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say like maybe the black dudes, um, 
they just they don't got that one person that they could bring to the joint. What do you mean? Like like they they you know what I'm saying they they moving around. They moving around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, that's yeah. a, that's an important that's an important event. You know yeah. what I'm saying. You can't you can't bring yeah. one because once that gets exposed, once that picture's out there, oh boy, yeah. you yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you on the Jasmine Brandon shit. <laughs> Oh shit! No, that's real shit, man. Uh, let's do some quick hitters, man. Um, would y'all wear a crop top sweater? I saw that. Like, that's the new fashion trend. Uh, a Twitter user uh, popped off one, like a crop top, uh, long sleeve sweater. Is that <laughs> would y'all would y'all rock one of those? Nah, man. How crop is we talking? Like belly button is showing. I don't. I don't, um, got, I don't got the shape for that. So that's. <laughs> belly belly button yeah. are you some my belly button exposed with my hands down yeah yes uh nah I might not a little do bit, that a little bit too crop yeah that's a little too crop if it's like at the waistline and then I put my hands up and then my belly button exposed and that's different yeah. but I can't really just have it with my, my belly button just out yeah, that's a, that's a little wild free crop. Bro. Yeah, I can't I can't roll with that. I just want. To I'm down with the crop though. I'm I'm down with a crop tee, and maybe not like a long sleeve, but especially if it's like a little, I don't know, a little short sleeve. You dig for like summertime? I crop it out. Mm. Yeah, man, niggas are starting to blur the gender lines, man. Like, <laughs> no, for real. I like how you said that right after this shit. Yeah, man, niggas, they getting real fluid out here. <laughs> Men used to be men, but hey, whatever. (laughs) I'm just trying to see what niggas think because I mean, on it was another thing on Twitter. A woman was like, uh, "These niggas real sassy out here, uh, manscaping. Like, if a nigga got all his like, I guess genital pubic hair, I guess it's called uh, shaving off, it's kind of sassy." I was like. I don't know, man. What, where are all these rules coming from, bro? Yeah, man. Let, let people have a preference on what they want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Body, so. That's the thing with like podcasts and Twitter and shit like that. It's always, we, I mean, we gonna have an opinion that we're not speaking for everybody. Like the way that we like us, us to be or the way we like something to be or the way we like women to be or our significant other, it's not speaking for everybody. It's just like how we like to do it. But saying somebody... Who shave all their hair it's sassy? Like, <laughs> that's that's a little wild. Yeah, it's entertaining though. So <laughs> I respect it. We need these conversations. We'll go to week by week. So it is what it is. Uh, what's going on with Gail Bean, man? Oh, um, earlier this week, Gail Bean put out a, I guess, a, a noticeable tweet that drew my attention at least. That I kind of just want to flag a little bit. What's um, Gail Bean? Gail Bean is she played she was on Snowfall um she was Wanda on Snowfall what else what else was Gail Bean she was on P-Valley yeah she was on P-Valley um she was on I think that must be it Dorm Tame (laughs) Dorm Dorm Tame Dorm Tame (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but she's I mean she was on a couple episodes of Atlanta um Snowfall get some Grey's Anatomy she was on Insecure. Yeah, she was on Insecure. Um, she was Rashida on Insecure, who was in the office with Molly. So Gail Bean, we've seen her before. You, you may know the face, but you don't know the name. Um, regardless, she put out a tweet this week um, 
with four different points. Uh, the first point was that all of her teeth are real, which mm-hmm. I mean that's that's impressive, right? Okay, yeah, no. She, she says some- she occasionally brushes with peroxide. It's you know it's all whitening. She said when she was in college, she had twenty two cavities. She ate a lot of ca- uh, ate a lot of candy, um, and Jeez. didn't floss. And all of her cavities were in between her teeth. What? And she didn't. She's still not a fan of how big her lips are. Now, okay. Gail Bean is very much an attractive woman, but finding out. Mm-hmm. A woman that you may be interested in had 22 cavities <laughs> between, between her teeth. I don't care if you're in college. And honestly, I feel like if you're in college, that's not accessible. That's not allowed. How much candy are you really eating? That has to be a red flag. I was in the uh, air fryer and shit, bro. Have a bitch out of this. 22 in colleges, that is a little, that's a little concerning. That's, they um, were all in between her teeth. I don't understand that. What does that mean? In between like, her teeth, like her gums were just black. Like, no, like I'm assuming, like you know where your teeth touch, like those little those crevices, oh. those gaps. Like she had cavities in there. I feel like she's she got to be exaggerating, right? I hope so, because your you you your mouth has to stink. <laughs> <laughs> your mouth has to stink. That's crazy, bro. I'm so, look, How- if you have 22 cavities, there's no way. Your mouth doesn't smell like a sewer. Could could you date a uh, girl with a bad breath? No. That's consistently. No. Yeah. No. What What makes it consistent? How many times are you calling it consistent? How many times does it have to happen to call it consistent? Mm. She got like a halitosis or something like that. No. I think she's just missing a tooth, and like she get like stuck up there from time to time. No. No, I feel like the answer, the easy answer is no. Damn, niggas is a tough crowd, bro. Halitosis? Stop. Yeah. If you have <laughs> can't bad, help if you, that though. If you have, but I can help being around bad breath. That's the thing. Bad breath is just one of those things I don't think anybody has the patience to deal with. Because one, bringing it up and flagging it is difficult, but like hoping that they attack it is, is something else. Attack, <laughs> attack it. <laughs> Like, gingivitis. <laughs> like, like, I mean, because I guess the first time it's like, oh, damn, is this a one off? Like, you might not say anything, but then it, I feel like it'd be a hard time to realize, like, if they really have bad breath. Like, if it's in the morning, you just might think, like, oh, it's, it's morning breath. But if it's like a consistent thing, it's like, what are you, what am I supposed to do about that? Because now I don't even want you to talk to me. Yeah, man. Damn, I didn't. Uh, what else is going on out here? Did y'all, have y'all been seeing them, those real shore scenes, man? I don't know if y'all yes. been seeing that. No, shit. I, I saw what the sign. fuck. Uh, duh, I saw one. I was like, yo, they they could do this on TV. <laughs> um, it's just that Brazilian show where it's like, um, I don't know, like Brazilian Jersey Shore, Brazilian um, Love Island, Love Island type shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like Brazilian Jersey Shore, but yeah, they was like two wearing a chick on, on national TV. I'm like, nigga, what kind of standards and practices do y'all have over in Rio, bro? Because she was getting ran on national TV. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that was so. And I, the well, at least the scene I saw. I don't know if it's the same scene. Dude was like holding her arm while she was like getting cracked. 
And then he, yeah. <laughs> and then he just got yeah. up like, hey, let, let me position myself, bro. <laughs> let me get in this. <laughs> hey, no, I might have to check out that season. That shit looked cracking, bro. And she was like, cool with it. She was like, hey, man, here's what it is. Yeah. That's how we getting down out here. That's crazy. That's madness. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess it is. Maybe they their their viewpoints on sex and all that stuff is just different, but. When I saw a dude just holding her hand, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah, I thought he was like trying to comfort her through it at first. I'm like, hey, what's happening? He's like, nah, I'm going to get in. That's a consent. That's a consent hold. True. true. That's, that's true. crazy. True. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to say not going to say true. You're damn right. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Uh, have you ever felt like uh, your friend has tried to uh, outdress you at your event? Like if you had a birthday party or some shit, you ever felt like your friend has tried to outdress you? <laughs> outdress you? Come on, man. Nah, men don't have these problems. <laughs> yeah, bro. It was uh, a woman said um, she texted her friend. She was like, please don't take this the wrong way, but I think you purposely tried to outdress me at my B-Day event. As a friend, that's not okay. Um, I'm going to show you the... the the dress that she had on the girl who was the birthday girl or the attendee well i'm gonna show you both of them yeah so the 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 birthday girl is the one on the left with the orange dress you know simple sleek mm-hmm. you know it's my birthday turn up mm-hmm. the, the guest was the one on the right with this black like fashion over discount code dress uh little bodysuit. yeah that's a little would y'all have an issue with her showing up like that I wouldn't, but I can see. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can see where the contention comes from. <laughs> that's a little wild. I I'm not gonna lie. I have two statements on this. One, it looks like they're going to two different functions. Mm-hmm. Like Shorty, whose birthday it is, like she's just trying to have like you know a nice little dinner, maybe a little pop out. <laughs> Shorty, who drove, who show up in the in the in the see through bodysuit with, I don't know, she like venom. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. She, she like a body suit on. <laughs> she, she she like she trying to go to like a mass jukathon. Yeah, but but I, these par- parking garage pictures have to stop because they not they not flattering in any capacity. But then no, no, that that is like a a, a crazy. Uh, yeah, that's absurd. I think it's a crazy. This this goes back to where it's like, all right, what fits. I, can you say this? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. You know what? It's like, what would you find acceptable to wear? What would you not? Or would you be comfortable with? Or would you feel like you got a flag? That outfit is just one of those things. Where it's like, no. If you wear that, you you probably more of a headache than anything. Mm. But okay. No, that should no, be crazy. I, I can see what you're saying. I I don't know if I'd be. I wouldn't say against because you. I can't control what my girl is. That's that's crazy to even think about. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Like I, I feel oh, like you're talking, you, you talking about trend. from your girl. Like yeah, if that was yeah. Her, oh, oh, I don't. So that's going to be a long day. That's going to be a long night if I, I have to go out with my girl wearing that. It, and she's wearing it for her birthday. It, whatever birthday, whatever mm, event we in want, general, it could that. be a it could be a random Saturday night. I don't know. I feel like if I'm there, I'm not really tripping. If I'm not there, I'd probably be like, I, 
what's what's really happening. Also, I think uh, it's gonna sound weird, and I, I understand it's different. But part of me be like, man, this is a little tacky fit. Like this ain't even fly. This is just kind of like tacky to some regard. Mm. I don't know. That was kind of fly to me. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's, if it's, I seen a girl in there, I'd be like, hey, that's a that's a cold ass outfit. It's, it's personal preference. Uh, I mean, and we know sometimes it's different when you see it on in other places, but. You can still, it's like, I think sometimes we as, as men get blinded by the tackiness just because you see, um, skin and yam. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was gonna wait to see it. Like, <laughs> you, you get blinded by it because you see skin, yams, and chest. But it's you, if you looking at it, you take that out of it. It's like, what the fuck is we really wearing? <laughs> From a dressing perspective. This shit. Yeah, like, what is this? Like, this isn't really that fly. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of I, I fuck with. I fuck with that. But I'm also yeah that type of nigga. Yeah, yeah you so. know, niggas like what they like. Because what you gonna wear if that was a if that was your old lady? What you gonna wear next to her? Just like a some cargos <laughs> and a sweater? Like you you gonna look crazy standing next to her regardless? <laughs> we match it. <laughs> Put on some camo shorts, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but shout out to Shorty, man. She was trying to show out. Birthday Shorty was trying to, uh, you know, stop her shit. So, I mean, I, again, I feel like this is only an issue that... This is really only an issue I think that women have, because I don't think... No. <laughs> men on our birthdays, like, we don't have a fit where it's like, we're going to show some skin. We're going to be it, scandalous. It, it would have to be something crazy... Like crazily absurd. Like, if I have a party and this nigga sees walks in with like a full piece suit or some shit, I'd be like, "Hi, nigga, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Got a top hat on this? Oh. <laughs> oh, this nigga got the Amirion." <laughs> then I'd be like, "All right, come on, now you're gonna have to change, dog. What, what's, <laughs> what are we doing?" But even then, I don't think it's that hard, especially if you feel like you really put that shit on. Like, you're not about to be like, "Go change." But I feel like you going like, I, I feel like men don't have sexy offs. Women will have sexy a <laughs> women will have a try to have like a, who who can out sexy who. Men not trying to out sexy each other. Yeah, that nigga sees just come to uh, come to the party. He got a a ghost suit on. He just standing on the balcony above all of us, just looking down and shit. <laughs> These niggas. Yeah, no that. That's true. I, I I can't ever see myself hitting on my niggas like, hey man, why you try to why you try to do that to me today, man? Why you try to outdress me? Today? Why you put that on? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a little wild, but it's hilarious. Uh, if you could delete all the memories of a show and rewatch it, like what rewatch that show for the first time, what what, what show would it be? <clears throat> That's a good question. Uh, my first thought is Boondocks. That's a good, great pick. Mm. I said Impractical Jokers. Because mm. I watch so much. Like, I legit watch Impractical Jokers almost every night. So I would like to restart that that countdown and rewatch that shit. Does that change it for you, though? Like, because you've seen it before, does it take away the funny for you to the point where you feel like you don't want to watch? No, because there's so many episodes, like legit, I I still be laughing like it's the first time I see. That's why I was, I was thinking of like picking maybe like a serious show, because I feel like I it's harder for me to go back and watch a serious show than it is for me mm-hmm. to watch a funny one. Because funny shows, I could just throw them shits on all the time. 
Yeah, that's true. Oh. Mm. But what serious show would it be? I, I was thinking Game of Thrones, but no, I don't want to even waste my time doing that yeah. shit again. Ah, Insecure might be up there. Oh, yeah, that was a good time. I, well, it was until it wasn't. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, damn, damn, damn. The damn. Wire, I watched late, so I mean, I don't I don't feel like I get the same. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 difficult now because it's I feel like uh, would you would you rewatch um Scandal again? No. No. I got off Scandal early. Like when mm. she went back to that white president, like for the sixth time, I was like, "All right, I, I've had enough of this." <laughs> Come on, man, it's the NFL. <laughs> it is, man. It's I, NFL. I, I, honestly, I might pick. <laughs> this is gonna sound wild. I might pick Lost. Right. The, the the ride of watching that show was crazy. <laughs> it really was. I would just never watch it again, just because of what how it ended and the amount of time it took from my life. But it was I mean, fun. In that case, in that case, I'm going to Game of Thrones then because watching that, like, I think I had some of the best times watching that until the end. I was like, all right, mm. well, they just wasted my time. So, uh, I don't know if y'all saw, but like, a Memphis source came out this week and said that uh, T. Morant is the problem for uh, Ja. He's like the real problem. Um, they addressed this. This statement on ESPN, Stephen A. addressed this, and um, after the clip, I want us to kind of just talk about what we what we think about Stephen A. saying this. They pointed out the company he keep. Part of that company is his daddy. Somebody's got to say it, so I'm gonna say it. T. Morant, I don't know the man from a can of paint. I've met him a couple of times. Seems to be a very nice guy. Looking forward to meeting him in the future. Not rooting against him or anything like that. You are not your son. Your son is the NBA star. Your dad. And to me, even though I will hold John Morant like everybody else will say he's a young man, he got to handle his business. The other side to it that I think is really, really sad is the fact that dad has been around busy being one of the boys, it appears. Okay, so I know y'all, I mean, y'all saw T. Morant. And the DRT and uh, Ja, <laughs> and y'all kind of said something similar. Y'all were like, "Hey, T might be the issue." What are y'all thoughts on Stephen A. saying that? Um, I mean, I, it's difficult because I guess you could say that there's for sure potentially some truth behind it. Um, <clears throat> I think. The report. I mean, there was also an ESPN article that I read this week of kind of reporting the same thing of, you know, he wasn't in the NBA and he was trying to somewhat live that NBA lifestyle, which, again, when we when we saw him, I didn't really have as much of a problem with it because it's the offseason. Like you are allowed to enjoy yourself during the offseason. I get that. I don't necessarily know if I am OK with or appreciate him kind of. <clears throat> I don't see even allowing him, but pushing this like redemption where we're coming back, where they doubted us, we're back better than ever kind of attitude. Um, it's it's I'm not going to solely place it on T uh, again from the article that I read. There were a lot of conversations with 
between, you know, the Grizzlies brass and trying to get him situated, trying to help T or trying to help Ja get everything together from the mall situation, from to fight to the kid at his house. Like they have tried to have numerous conversations. Um, even though we see T, I don't want to put all the blame on him. We just kind of have to understand that sometimes like as a young person, as a young kid, especially with money, you're more than likely going to think, you know, it all. And, and, you don't see that there's a potential end in sight as other people who may have been around longer. So I don't want to put it all on T, but I think it's fair to put some of that blame on him. Yeah. Okay. This is, man, this is tough because I feel like it's, it's that fine line between being a father and being cool, like being a friend, like with your son. And I feel like there's, I don't know. It's it's I feel like it's a tough line of balance. Seeing him at the at the at the at the club, I was like, you know, this, this is not looking good. Because I feel like still as a dad, you should still be looking out and and just looking out for the best interests of your son, but you can't do that if you're more impaired than he is you know what i'm saying like it, it, it's it did seem like he was more so just one of the guys like what Stephen a was saying um i feel like if i didn't see that i would probably look at what Stephen a said a little bit different because i mean Stephen a did admit he don't really know what's going on like that mm. but yeah from what it seems it does seem like that though and i think he needs to just kind of and this is just from the outside looking in. I, I don't know what else they got going on. It just seems like he needs to play more of the dad role and lessen the the front role on his end. Yeah, I would agree. Um, like Stephen A. Spevin, Stephen A. said, and like you said, um, we really don't know the relationship. Um, we don't know what's going on. He might be saying stuff behind the scenes and just getting drunk with him in public. Like, uh, but that's that's a thing though. Like you. I'm not saying you got to be fucking Uncle Phil. Like, you got to be like this upstanding citizen and just do everything right all the time. And I'm not saying he don't deserve to live his life and have fun. Um, You you know, you didn't raise this kid and put him in these camps and drove him around to practice and all that shit. If your son make it, I don't I, I feel like I'd be doing the same shit. But it has to a line has to be had. Where it's just like you see your son going through all this shit. How about we just calm down a little bit, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I, I think know. a lot of it is T, at least maybe to the public perception, needs to be seen as holding him accountable to these mm-hmm. type of like whatever it is that's going on. And um, again, in this little ESPN article that I read this week. It was like he came back from the little suspension and he had on like a redemption hoodie after like the shotgun Willie's thing and all that. So it's like, that's not really redemption. He fucked up. Like, so even even that perspective is like enabling. Um, I don't know. I feel like there could be more. Maybe the public is, is hoping to hear and, and expect to see more from T as like a. I don't know, reprimanding, not condoning this type of behavior that that he is going through. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a loaded situation. It's, it's easy to try to look to to place blame somewhere. Um, yeah, he. I don't know. He could be doing a more, at least what it seems like, though. Oh, this kind of goes into the job thing. Um, 
I just, I guess I was having a thought this week and kind of just like doing random, like randomly in the crib, looking in the refrigerator and all stuff. And I was like, there was a point where it's like, it was very normal to kind of always have like a bottle or a fifth in the crib to like always kind of drink on. And now I feel like I do less of that. So I guess I want to check with y'all. Like, is there anything that you feel like you may have outgrown that you didn't know you outgrown, but now that you kind of take a moment to be like, I do a way lot. I do this a lot more less. I have potentially outgrown it. Yeah. I was I just talking to Dono about that before we started the show. Um, this video games, just in general, like we legit used to sit in our dorm all fucking day and play Madden 2K, just play video games in general. And as a kid, that's all I care about, like getting home and playing video games. Now, I'll be lucky if I play five hours of video games a week. And that's mm-hmm. a crazy week for me, like being able to play five hours of video games. Um, so I, I definitely video games. I still love them. Like that new Spider-Man is cold, but, um, just in general, I, I play, I, I don't play video games a lot anymore. Yeah. Damn. That's the same for me. Um, uh, see what else? Uh, I never really been a at home drinker like that. That's my, that's my uh, sweet. <laughs> I got some shit ready to go right now. <laughs> like, right, and again, it's a it's a difference between like I'm gonna have a couple beers at the crib when I watch the game, and it's like I got I'm gonna grab this fifth and like I'm gonna fuck with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the second one is me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to be like th- during the pandemic. I think that was like the craziest amount I, I was drinking at home. Like that wine shit was a nuts. That was a wild ride, boy. <laughs> wild ride. <laughs> uh, damn, man. I don't. Uh, oh, um, I mean, this might sound like goofy or some shit, but I, I don't drink um, juice as much as I used to. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, you was I, a snack nigga, man. I used to a snack. Nigga. He was Gail Bean. <laughs> man, I used to. I used to hate water. I used to be like, nah, I'm not. I'd, I'd rather drink some Kool Aid. How do you? How do you feel? Jam. How do you? How do you feel admitting this? How do you feel saying this out loud? It was. It's wild. It's wild. But that's how. Like in college, I was just Bro. dog. And, and but, but the craziest thing is, I still. Still got still cravings? Be, yeah, I still be craving that shit. Like I'll be waking up, like if I ever wake up in the middle of the night, I'll be like, damn, I just want something sweet to drink. Uh, this, this, no, man. You nah. wake up like, oh, I just want some sweetness right now. This, you can't wake up in the middle of the night and crave some Tahitian treat. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I just want something sweet, man. It, no, but it'd be like that. But that's why I don't I don't keep none of that in the crib. I just literally uh Keep water. I keep some almond milk, but I can't drink that shit. That's, that shit is crazy. Just by uh, itself. But yeah. In college, this nigga had a snack drawer filled with like honey buns and like fruit roll-ups and shit. Bro. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so that's another thing. Snacks too, because I just I just can't portion them shits out, yo. Like I, I if if I bought some snacks, they're gonna be gone in the next two days. That's why I just stopped buying them. <laughs> I only just get food like for for meals. Other than that, it's it's no point in me just getting snacks anymore. Do you feel like you judge people who don't outgrow things that you feel like they should outgrow? No, because I, I feel like, I feel like, like it's time. fair. No, nah, I feel like it's fair though. Because I mean, it's, it, it is certain things that I feel like you 
I guess you hope that people feel like they should outgrow. Like, um, like if somebody was like an extra freak or tried to appear, say we're extra freak, like in college and they're still like trying to extra freak it now, like 32, 33, mm. you may look like, why are you still doing this? For example, if you were um, out at a bar, you bump into a chick, whatever, y'all have small conversation. You say, what's, you know, what's your IG? She say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm the OG eater. Or IG. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the OG eater. <laughs> Dude, that's nuts, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. There's there's no level of conversation enough. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But you link and you you y'all hang out and you realize, oh, she's not just like this. Are you going to even bother to inquire why this is your name? And then are you going to even say, hey, you should change this? Like, how do you navigate that space? That's tough, bro. She's going to have to change it. I mean, because honestly, it could even go for women, too. If you meet a if a woman meets a dude out and he said, yeah, my uh, my IG oh, is um, oh, D. They call me they call me D.I. Daniel. It's like, oh, or D. Daniel. It's like, oh, what's it called? It's like, oh, it's short for Dick em Down Daniel. They're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? <laughs> Dick Down Daniel. Dick em Down Daniel. <laughs> nah. Uh, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And it, it's a thing, but I don't know if that's outgrown. I think that's just maturity. Like after a certain while, you gotta let go of immature things. Um, and then I'm not saying like because some people to some people playing video games is immature. And they'd be like, I don't want no nigga to play video games at all. And I'm just like, to me, I don't feel like that's immature, but to some people, it is. So maturity is always a, a sliding scale mm. to who, who you talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing. You just got to do what you fuck with. And I've I never been. My thing is, I've never been a judgmental person. To, I, I don't think. To like regular shit. Like if you're doing some dumb shit out here and you're doing some wild shit, yeah, I'm gonna be judgmental towards that. But if you're just trying to enjoy life and get away from like life is hard, bro. And if if wrestling make you feel good or playing video games or fucking whatever you enjoy to do make you feel good, then I don't have no issue you doing what you're doing. And I'm not gonna call you any type of thing just because you're doing that. Yeah, I feel like it's important to keep some type of kid in you. Mm, that's real. You so, energy. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it moving. Um, I saw that the the uh, director of Love Actually and like Notting like movies like Love Actually, Notting Hill, Bridget Jones Diary. Um, his name is Richard Curtis, but he kind of apologized for criticism he got that all his cast were like all white. Um, should we be shaming all white casting? Because I don't know if I'm like on the minority on this, but sometimes all white casting is necessary. Just like sometimes all black casting is necessary. I I think um, if it's a period piece, that's when it makes sense to me. Uh, If it's not, I I don't feel like there should be any. I I don't see what the reasoning would be of not including at least somebody of color in the cast. I disagree because I feel like sometimes they'll try to force diversity and it won't work. Like Gabrielle Union, was Gabrielle Union your friends? Uh, she had a she part. Was only, yeah, yeah, she, she was only there for a little bit. 
Yeah, she was a guest star. Well, I'm, I'll say it like this: it's it's things where it works, like Sandlot. You got to think about it. It's kids playing in a park. Of course, it's going to be multicultural. Like it's it's going to be different. Uh, what's the name? Mm-hmm. If we've tried tried to put a white person in the wood, you know how bad that movie would have been. <laughs> well, okay, I guess it, it's what I, my question would be: What is their placement involvement as a person? Uh, you know, I guess a character, a color of character in the film like I guess you it's a difference between feeling like you got to put them in there and like they got to have a speaking role and they got to be like a prominent figure and just showing a variety of like people even in the backgrounds even in non-dialogue scenes like having some sort of diversity there I think it's something I, my thing is why does that have to happen like if I look at my friend group and I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful when I say this I don't have any white friends close white friends mm-hmm. so on my day to day the only white people I talk to are at work so it's not unrealistic for like if it's like a movie about my life or my friend group or something like that if they were representing that it wouldn't be no white people unless I'm like at work or something like that but I even feel like even if in that sense, if you were, for example, you had like a scene where you were going out to get drinks, like they would maybe still have white people in the background. You could still have like black Bro. people in the background of those scenes. They don't have to have, again, prominent, prominent roles, speaking roles, but they can be there to be included in what's going on. That's, I guess, some way to still, I don't want to say get around it, but still to have that inclusion there. Yeah, I'm just saying it because I feel like when when they're forced into it, um, I feel like the writers don't know how to write it because it's like an awkward placement. Like if you look at Angela from Boy Meets World, it's a lot of issues she said arose from that part because she doesn't feel like she was ever accepted within like the cast and the show. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's like forced diversity. Like, oh, we need a black girl in here. So let's just make her hook up with Sean or uh, have a relationship with Sean but don't really know how to write it to the show or yeah. it doesn't fit within the show and I, I think that needs to be on them you need to get some uh, diversity in the writers room mm-hmm. I think that's also very true like, I, I feel like there's no reason that you shouldn't have at least some person of color in every single writers room I don't think there's any you know show or movie that should just have just all white Okay. All right. Well, that's a good conversation on that. Uh, if y'all girls sent y'all a picture every day, <laughs> would y'all be cool with it? No. It's it's. <sighs> I feel like you have to be one of those people who like appreciates that because sometimes getting pictures with no context or just out of the blue, it's like you almost feel forced to engage with it. It's like, I didn't ask for this, so I don't want to engage with it. That's the thing I was going to say. I was like, if she's okay with me not responding, then then yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> totally fine with getting the picture every day. You just throw a like on it yeah. or a dislike. Yeah, like. I, I throw a like. No, I've never thrown a dislike on it, <laughs> unless it's like some supreme trash. Right, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I I don't know how to respond to a a pick every day. 
gorgeous. Like, <laughs> you just get through like the hard eyes and shit. Just start typing random emojis. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, every day is a little, a little too much. I'm not mad at a picture, but every day would probably it'd probably get annoying. I'd have to say no. Nah. Yeah. It's just yeah, hard I, to keep I, up with. Yeah, no, for sure. Because it's like again, it's like what is the expect? You know, I think the hard part is not knowing the expectation that comes with it. Like, what, what do you mean the response? Yeah, like, how do you expect me to respond? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. You know, I mean, if you start, if you start freaking me out, then all right, now we getting somewhere. <laughs> you know, we got a little variety going on here. So. But I feel like even that is just like, all right, now what? I saw a like I'm Amber I'm at work. Rose. I'm stressed out. Why? I don't want this freak pit. You don't, want no, you don't want no news at work? That's the best time. Is it, though? I don't... I, I, like, I, after a certain point, we should be... A, like, we have... Let's be realistic and be, like, adults about this. If you stressed out in between meetings, like, your reaction to a, a nude is going to be like, oh! <laughs> so you're not gonna, yeah, you're not about to start howling at the desk. <laughs> <laughs> my day is better. Honestly, in your mind, you might be like, god damn, read the room. <laughs> You ain't never had no tough day. Got some, got some shit either by text or photo. I, I don't know if I can ask y'all this, but uh, I'll say for me, um, you know, I, I had a rough day. Got some text or a photo, and it made my day a little bit better. You feel me? I, uh, yeah. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> when you meant when when, when when I feel like I feel like when, I, I feel like when when work has you mentally fucked up, like there's nothing that's really gonna save you. Yeah, that's true. How too. you respond? I'm fucked up right now. Like, like honestly, if you're in a fucked up state and you get that, you might feel bad. Like I can't even give it the gas because I feel so down. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I'll respond tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you you start feeling bad about yourself again. Let me gather my thoughts. I'm emotionally empty right now, baby. <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you. Uh, you too kind. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, that was a question. What's going on with Tay Dix? Mm, y'all want to see about um, that race played a part in his divorce? Oh, I, I figured that. Yeah. Um, Adina Menzel says the scrutiny of interracial aspect of her and Tay Dick's marriage contributed to their split. Uh, granted, they've been divorced for quite some time, um, but she did for, I guess, a few moments in this. I don't know if it was a complex specific interview or she complex just had something to kind of say about it. Um but she did kind of highlight how in the theater community, like it was a bubble and it was quite different. Um, but when they left the cocoon, the bubble, whatever it was, like he was seen as people's 50 most beautiful people. He was on Evan, Essence and Ebony getting interviewed by all these black journalists. Um, and that had something to do with it as well. So she said they could sense or, or feel that the disappointment in the community uh, with him because he was married to a, what she said, a little white Jewish girl from some show that we don't even remember. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I I feel like more so it's not really the fact that she was white. I think it's the fact that Tay Diggs just moved around like a dude that liked white women. 
I feel I feel like if he moved around just like on some regular shit, it, I don't know. It, it, it will always play a part, but I feel like it wouldn't have played that big of a part. Like, look at uh, what's the name? What's that dude's name? Uh, Jay Ellis or some shit. Like, I feel like he moves mm-hmm. around pretty regular. Tay Diggs just moved around like a like a milkman. So people are gonna constantly bring that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all feel like him yeah. going with uh April yeah. is like trying to buck back against that shit? Nah, he's just a weirdo. <laughs> Something going that, on. That honestly, that just might be that might just be mental illness. No, okay. On both they part. Dating somebody is mental illness. That's no, but they're both kind of like quirky in the head. <laughs> I don't trust that girl. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, swirlers, man, did y'all see Brian McKnight change his name uh, to his son's name? He I saw that. I saw that. I saw it, and it confused me until like, I guess I found got some additional context. Yeah. So you know him his and his was his son's name. Yeah. Well, so, Brian McKnight just had a newborn, and he named the kid woman. like Brian. Mbaku <laughs> Nuwabe McKnight. It ain't know? no Mbaku. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Ryan the name to? Kanoa Makoa Jr. I'm, yeah, Jr. That's that was close enough. Okay. And now, you know, Brian McKnight has issues with his, his previous children. Um, mm. He said they oh, were yeah. like trying to leech off him and you, they've been having a back and forth. So he has a, a, a older son named Brian Jr. So because of their issues, he wanted this new son to be the the real junior. So he changed his actual legal name to his son, like his new son's name. So he can oh, be. But he just uh, added senior at the Kanoa Makoa McKnight Senior. That is the oh my god. <laughs> He has a red flame for his kids, dog. What the <laughs> fuck? You know how much it goes into changing your actual name? <laughs> he did all that just on some petty shit? Yeah, Oh, bro. my. Yo, he is a... Dog, he got issues. Yeah, that's a that deep shit is move, deep. Yeah. That's real hate. <sighs> that, that is real hate. How did, you even, how did your mind even think to work like that? Hey man, when you hate somebody, shit, you come up with some diabolical shit, bro. I, I just can't see how you could hate your kid, your actual kids, that much though. Your kids, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, it's some it's some ain't shit people out here, bro. Like they niggas that ask oh, to be here, man. bro. And niggas that ask to be from your, you know, from your heritage, from your fucking. You know, be related to you in general. You brought them here, and now you want to do some petty shit like this. So that, that's some bullshit, bro. Uh, yeah, so, uh, moving on. If your child turned out like you, would you feel like it was a success? Uh, me, which me? You now? Then yeah, I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah too. I think all of us are pretty upstanding citizens. Y'all don't do no crazy fuck shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't have to beat. <laughs> don't have to beat them. <laughs> it really, it really is. All, I was thinking about this earlier. You know, it, it really is all about the mindset. Like, I, it's gonna sound weird, but I, I feel like we're all fairly, um, 
level-headed, humble, kind of grounded people. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you feel like was instilled in you or it's just kind of like who you were able to find yourself as and become? I think it's like parts of things. Like I think it's first of all circumstance, like who you are as a person. I, I do think it's like luck, luck of the draw type situation. But I also feel like that luck of the draw um allows you to surround yourself with individuals that similar minded that kind of continue to mold you as you get older. Like I feel like if I didn't have my friend group, then I might have been a different person. But the pers- type of person I am. And the type of person y'all are attracted us to each other, pause, and it shaped the way we we move going forward. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I mean, I feel like it, usually as all as all people, you want to be able to provide you know your children with better opportunities that you have, and I feel like with those elevated opportunities come. Uh, I guess different influences that could come in potentially sway them from being grounded or level-headed or humble or things of that nature. Like, how do you, I, I guess it was something I just realized, like, that's not something I guess that, that happens to everybody. You kind of have to like, it's a, it's a, it's a part of your environment or it's a part of what kind of things that you kind of went through. But that's also like a dangerous thing. Cause if you I mean, I feel like if you kid, your kid doesn't have those kind of, things to kind of keep them grounded you never know what you might be in for yeah um i think the main thing i I would want to pass on my kids is manners i think that one of the biggest things for me is always being respectful like yes like you don't have to take it to extreme like yes sir no no ma'am type you don't have to go that far but just saying thank you and just being respectful of like not just show your parents but just elders and general adults and just people out in the world like um i'm not always you know you're not always gonna make the right decision you're not always gonna be the best to people and respectful you're not gonna always make the right decision but if you have that in your head, like, damn, like, if you have empathy for people, if you have, like, a certain respect for people, I feel like you can't go wrong. Like, you, that'll always guide you to somewhat a, a decent path. So, all right. Uh, so, we're going to get into music. Uh, it's actually a decent amount of projects that came out this week. And where are we going to start? I guess the biggest one is the City Girls one. The Raw, Real Ass Horse. Um, anybody check that out? <laughs> I think I listened to a little bit of it. I, I wasn't like impressed with anything that I heard, unfortunately. Mm. Damn. It, what about you, Donna? I, I didn't. I, I didn't check it out. I, I just. I wasn't looking forward to this, and I don't know. I'm trying to protect my peace when it comes to certain. Music. Don't 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 say you're trying to protect your peace on the real ass horse. <laughs> For the real ass horse, man. <laughs> I just don't know, man. I, it, just, it seemed like it would be a lot to get through, but I didn't get to yeah. it. See, you said you was about to, you was about to say something. Um, I think I listened to a little bit of it. I it just I don't I don't want to say that their their motion is gone, but it's just I, I think they've been so far away from music. I don't I don't think they're like a surprise album group either. Mm-hmm. They they needed something that really could like stick and and gain some momentum and some traction, but I don't know. Maybe it's just not for me no more. 
Okay. Yeah, I was, this is one of those things that kind of relates to what we've been harping on, like the quality control. Like, and it's it's ironic that their fucking label is called quality control, and I feel like they are doing no quality control. Like, okay. fucking, this should be a nine track album. Like, it wouldn't be bad. Like, I'm not saying it would have been good, but it would have been tolerable as a nine track, ten track album. Like, you you would be like, all right, this was listenable. Cause I, I took away like mm, yeah about nine nine tracks from it where it's like okay I would want to hear this again not saying it's the best song but I want to hear it again and so that that that's my thing and I keep harping on it because I was just like what are these labels fucking doing bro like I do they not want to be successful or are they just trying to get as many streams as possible what is going on why do we need what 17 18 city girl songs bro yeah it has to be a numbers game which is it's really uh, diluting the product when they just chasing these streams I, I would yeah. just I would prefer a real a, a solid ass album you just do you know 10 12 tracks um, I feel like it, it would just make the product a lot better, but yeah, it's a different game that we're in now. Yeah, so uh, that's what that is. Uh, Sanford dropped La High, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Uh, new album. Oh, man, this shit was kind of garbage for me, bro. <laughs> Damn, really? Yeah, it's, I didn't like it at all. I like. I, t- I took away some songs from here. I like uh, Dancing Circles. I like Dancing Circles. That was one I kept. And what what if you hypnotize me? I like that one too. So. I, I've never been a big sample fan. It's just the way he sings. It's just it's like deaf and depressing. I like I liked most of it. I think it's a good. It's a nice chill listen to me. It's it, it's something I could put on. You know what I'm saying? On a nice walk, having the background at the crib. You know I. I I mess with most of it. I'm not gonna lie. See, that's how I felt about this uh, Naomi Sharon, the subsidian that she dropped this week. Mm. I felt like that's that was what you just described, like a, a chill album, like no skips. Um, I took away a quite like three or four records, like that I'm gonna continue to play. Like this was a good album, bro. I need to, I need to check that out. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that one. Shout out to Drake, man. He finally he finally got the release. Yeah. <laughs> and that that brought me up to a point about Drake too. It's just like the talent that he has with his label is just like you got PND, you got Naomi Sharon now, and you got uh Division. I was like, how is how are you not running R and B right now? It's interesting. I, I, it does. I don't think he plays for like mainstream with the, any of his artists. If it happens, it happens. It's just not something I think he actively works toward. I don't know. It's something about these artists run labels because it's easy to say like he doesn't do features with a lot of them except for P and D, and he should, and mm-hmm. that could help. But again, you can't expect them to lean on Drake features to to get their their boost. But at the same time, you can say he they should do he should do something. Exactly. If you got this type of talent, it's it's hard for me to imagine y'all not making more motion because I feel like we look at OVO like the outside art, Drake. I mean, uh, the artist outside Drake, like fucking an indie label kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And it's just like y'all got like some very talented people in that that label. Like, why aren't y'all making more noise? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. Uh, Aaron Ray, Aaron Ray dropped an EP called Phases. Um, it was pretty good. Um, not nothing super crazy. It was, it had some songs on here though. About ten tracks, I want to say. Yeah, um, that yeah. Standout yeah. to me was Moonlight. Moonlight is a cold ass song, so. I would check that out if you get a chance. Uh, the best project to me this week was that CRE the Kid. Um, he dropped a new mixtape called CRE and the R&B Friends. Um, I was going to ask about, I like that Terrence Martin there, Alex Isley. I haven't got a chance to get to that one either. I, I didn't check that out either. Yeah, yeah that's that's one of the ones where if you, I feel like if you throw it on in the background, it'll let it kind of go. Like it's it's... It's it's really what you would expect, I think, from them. It's hard. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna check that out. Any other ones that I I didn't point out there? Um, oh, Young Scooter dropped. Yes, you got a Young Scooter. Uh, single wise, we got New Wale, Max Julian. How y'all feel about that? I liked it. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a nice little comeback. Yeah, it was he cool. Wasn't trying to do too much. Yeah, I think that's about it. Unless y'all got something else music wise, we can get into shout outs. No, man, I think that's it. All right, Donnie, what you got, man? I realized that I skipped you last week. My bad. I, I was listening back to it. My bad. <laughs> no, no, I let it rock because I didn't have shit. <laughs> but but uh, damn, man, who, 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 who am I going to shout out this week? Um, shit. Um, hey, man, just just praise to. Um, everything that's going on overseas, you know, I know there's a lot of things, you know, there's, you know, people leaning on, on, on sides, but I think we all got to just show compassion and uh, realize that there's innocent people on both sides that, you know, they just happen to live in these areas and and they have nothing to do with what the governments are trying to do and they're losing lives. So prayers to them and, um, you know, Hopefully things get better. Yeah. Sean King uh, working on a ceasefire. I don't know if y'all saw that. <laughs> he said on his Instagram, he working on a ceasefire between the two groups. So, Sean King, go to hell. <laughs> uh, see, see what you got. Um, shit. Uh, shout outs this week, man. I'm, I don't know how, but I'm going to shout out Skechers, man. They doing something with them basketball shoes. I don't, I don't know how. What? I'm, I'm fake fucking oh. with them. You you saw what they look like? Yeah, they look decent. Oh, shit. They dropped the Joel ones, or um, no, nah, it's just the ones that I've seen so far have looked. They look like you would want to buy them. <laughs> shit, that logo just so low brand, bro. I, honestly, the pricing is gonna be super important, but from like what the shoe kind of looks like. It does. I saw like a vault in black colorway that look cold. I'm gonna have to check them out. As a nigga that wore uh, Starberries, man, I'm not a I'm not above wearing no you know uh, brand like that. But I don't know, man. Sketches <laughs> might be too too far in the dirt, dog. <laughs> um, who else? Shout out to this. This is another thing we get old, man. Shout out to Con- this, yeah, this is connected. Shout out to Kai and Anthony, man. He took it to. Official visit to Syracuse, which is crazy. Oh, that's you know cool. what I'm saying. Yeah, we we remember Mello winning the championship, so now this full circle puts a little bit of age on us. Um, yeah, 
And apparently, shout out to the kids too, man. They they doing Y two K days in high school now. So, no oh, man, Y two K days. Yeah, My culture is not a costume. <laughs> yeah, they dressing up as Soldier Boy, baggy everything, baggy jerseys. Best. Hey man, we old man. Everything comes full circle. Get some Ed <sighs> Hardy, man. Some Jabos. Some Red Monkeys. Uh, what's, what is uh, monkey uh, some Black Label? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, some Lot 29. Oh, Lot 29. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one took Donut back. Niggas got to go on Karma Loop to really get in their oh. bag, bro. <laughs> I, I, need them, I need them to breathe a breath of fresh air back in the LRG. Let, let us really feel it. <laughs> Get the uh the creative Rex, bro. It's so many older, so old choice, man. Hey, when my kid got that day, I'm I'm gonna have some shit for him, bro. You got some stuff. You got some shit in the closet. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna have him step out I'm crazy. I'm gonna pull out the supers. Supers. That was a nasty shoe, dog. <laughs> Shoes came up to your kneecaps, bro. That was, yeah, I, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I, I bought quite a few pair of shoes, but I was like, this is the nastiest shit I've ever bought. Them supers is up there, and I bought a pair of Ewings at them up there too, for real. <laughs> Niggas is in school like Ray Mysterio or some shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shit. Uh, any other shout outs for you? Uh, nah, that's it. Uh, my shout out. I want to shout out to Aces man won a second championship. Shout out to Asia um, for winning her MVP, well Finals MVP. Who won it last year? Because this is our first one. Kelsey won it last year, or Chelsea won it last year, mm. or maybe Jackie won it last year. I think yeah, Jackie I mean right. clearly, that's, see that's the problem. They got too many. <laughs> they, 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 we they, just they, don't know. <laughs> they, yeah, they they for sure need more more teams there ASAP. Also, yeah. shout out to. Uh, Golden State, I know they about to bring a franchise. And I think yeah. Portland's gonna get one too soon. So Yeah, shout out to Bad Bunny he announced a new tour. I will be in the building on on April 30th. So uh definitely gonna be in there. Man, I'm I'm nervous about what them tickets gonna be like. You talking about expensive? Yeah. I don't know. This last album, it doesn't seem to have that same effect that uh, the, the, the one before this had. Yeah, it's just them bad bunny fans. He he already doing like uh, you got to register for them tickets. I ain't even seen no artist do some shit like that. Try to block the box. Yeah, it's, it's about to be different. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I think that's all I have. Oh. Hey man, stop letting baby alien trick trick his way into flower, bro. I'm sick of that. That's this man's problem. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Man, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> all right, but that's all I'm going to say. Hey, man, Cloud, cloud is a real drug. Yeah. Y'all see the most recent one? No, no. I, don't, I, don't, I don't pay attention. I, type that in on Twitter. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. He got two of the baddest women I've ever seen. Awesome. I never had sex before plays, bro. Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm not letting them trick. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Also, oh, man, late shout out, man. Shout out to uh, Angel Reese. Like I said last week, Shaq and um, AI kind of are taking over leading position with uh, Reebok basketball. She got signed as an NIL athlete, so making moves. Damn. Yeah, shout out to her. Oh, shout out. Uh, well, just one more. Shout out to that inmate that's doing them uh, bets, bro. He been hit. Oh, man. I, I, I tell one of them today, so we won't see what happens. <laughs> talking about the one with Denver, bro? That, yeah. The only one I was scared of was the Denver pick, yeah. bro. I don't know about that one. I, I had to take him plus some points just to be safe. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, man. All right, man. Well, we appreciate y'all for listening, man. We hope y'all have a great week, like always. And, uh, man, I'll let y'all. Yeah, man. Uh, yes, man. I'm with the boss, man.